This is Alternative Health Tools, and this is episode number 27, titled Feng Shui, Five Element Earth Changes, with Sonia Runar. Talking about the fire, earth, metal, water, wood, each one of those gets a 20-year cycle, so 20 years of fire. We happen to be in a 20-year earth cycle, so 2004 to 2024 is a number eight earth cycle. Earth is the peacemaker. Good morning. This is Lisa Thorpe with Intel Bio and Thorpe Institute. And here we are back on Alternative Health Tools podcast. Uh, This morning we have Sonia Runar. Am I pronouncing that right, Sonia? Yes, I'm I'm Sonia. A little bit different than the Sonias out there, but Sonia Runar. So, Sonia, thank you for joining us this morning on Alternative Health Tools podcast. And you are a feng shui expert. You you do you have good chi feng shui. Yep, feng shui uh, is um, it's very old, three to five thousand years. But when it got to America, it it literally got whittled down to a very uh, small thought system of people just thinking it's about moving your furniture around in your house to um, create really good flow and harmonious um, situations. And that there's certain things like mirrors and whatnot that change the energy. The truth of feng shui is that it is based on cosmology, astronomy, meteorology, geomancy. The Chinese came up with a system to show how the universe works literally on the molecular level, because qi is what's called the vital force energy. And it is in all things. Everything is made up of the qi particles. Um, I'm the good qi lady because uh, not only do I bring good vibes into people's lives, but I've also seen the qi. I had this opportunity uh, early in the morning uh, staring at a ceiling fan blade, actually, and it kind of transported me into a meditative state where I could see all of the chi particles and how they were interacting in the room. It was fascinating. I didn't know what I was seeing for about two years, and I realize now. And you can, and you can see it when you, uh, when you look away from the sun and let your eyes go a little fuzzy. You start seeing all these little amoeba-type things with little light. So basically, uh, we can change the energy. I hate to use the word manipulate, but we can manipulate energetic flow with things that have a higher vibration, so to speak. Feng Shui is broken down into the five-element Chinese system, or the Chinese five-element system, I should say. And those five elements are fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. They are in a productive cycle. They each feed off of each other. They each feed each other. Um, It is a system. And with these elements, you can change molecular energy. And that's why in my readings with people, when we think of houses, some really dramatic things have happened instead of, oh, it just feels better that we've had some, I mean, there's been some miraculous things that have happened. Tell us one of the stories. 
Well, one of my favorites, <laughs> um, there was a couple, and um, she said, hey, my husband and I are, uh, just built a new house. And, uh, of course, I wish they would have called me before they built it because some things would have been changed in the structure according to their birth year. When you build new structures, you, you, build, you design the building according to the owner or the person that's in charge of uh, birth year because it's influenced by one of those five elements. And the year that a building is built, 20-year cycles. For example, we're in a 20-year cycle of Earth right now. So this particular couple um, had been trying to get pregnant for two years and were really at their wit's end and nothing was happening. So she had made appointments for in vitro um, sessions. So I went to Feng Shui the house. It was still under construction, wasn't quite finished. And we did the reading and I explained what elements that she was going to need in what sections of the house. The sections of the house are what's called a bagua. And it's a nine-grid sectional bagua. It's according to the nine primary planets. So in the northwest quadrant, she was needing a fire element. And what I use for fire elements are red night lights because electricity is fire and then the color red, on and on. So she had done her elements and painted the house according to the feng shui but uh, we'd seen each other in the meetings and talked a little bit, but 10 months later, she had emailed me and said, you know, I forgot to put the Northwest Quadrant uh, element in. What did you say I needed? And I said, you needed fire. So she applied the element. That day, she called me and she said, you know, I haven't felt right for like 10 months. I've just felt off. I put that fire red uh, nightlight in. I feel like myself again. It's so odd. Well, three or four weeks later, she announced that she was pregnant. So they had their first child, and she called me the feng shui god. Uh, I was their feng shui godmother at that point. <laughs> uh, and then they had another child, and to this day, I mean, that was several years ago, and she still sends me a Christmas card of the kids every year and I get to see how they're growing. And So that was my favorite. And, and I think it goes without saying that it's it's not just about you know where you place your couch. It's there's there's an alignment of the en- way energy flows, and and I I really um, align with this because it's this this truth that everything is energy. So it it stands to reason exactly. that how you align everything in your environment will affect not just the way you feel, but actually the way your your body is healing and um, in in her case, reproducing or being open to reproduction. Right. And and so I'm I'm curious yeah. what what got you into Feng Shui? How did you uh, become the good chi lady? Well I feel that I'm always led and if I can get out of my own way, things really go well. <laughs> and in two thousand one or two thousand i was um I had started a spiritual path in my thirties and just grabbing every book I could read and doing everything I could to to take myself to the next level. I knew that I really needed to do some work, and I had become a Reiki master, then I had become a fourth level universal energy worker, and this is an energy work that comes out of Korea and it's very strong it's very different. So I got pretty infused with energetic works, um, and I love decorating and designing, and I've been an organizer for years. And 
a friend of mine said, hey, they're teaching feng shui in Atlanta. And I was living in, New- in North Carolina at the time. And she had a twin brother that lived in Atlanta. And she said, you could go there and stay with my brother. So I drove to Atlanta. And I was very lucky because the the teaching is the from the American Feng Shui Institute out of L.A. And Master Sang, the founder of the school, is actually the uh, downline of Master Yang, the very first feng shui practitioner 3,000 years ago. And uh, he came from Hong Kong and he opened this school. So he teaches the original method. And what he said was, I cannot teach in China because they're too superstitious. Americans are better educated to understand the system instead of the superstitious feng shui. And he's written his own book, and that's what we were taught from, and we use the Chinese Lopan Compass. So it's the original method which incorporates 217 different baguas. And for me, I've always been a a speaker of the truth. And uh, as I learned this, it was very hard to learn, but and it took me about a year on my own to really, really understand it. Um, I became um, a certified practitioner through Master Sang. We had our uh, advanced course in New York City which was really thrilling. And uh, Master Sang was, is a wonderful man, and I, I met him uh, through the class, of course, but he had just come from the island of Guam, feng shuiing their airport. And we lived on Guam as a kid in the Air Force, so that was really exciting. Uh, he does very big projects. He also feng shuiing entire islands and whatnot. So I, I got to learn from a very in, incredible man in the original method and... That's why these readings are so profound. Um, you know, you can read a book and kind of apply what the the one Bagua says, but I like to go a lot deeper. And what what is a what is a bug a Bagua? You said there's nine uh, in in the structure. Like when you're doing a house, I believe you said there's nine areas that are uh, called Bagua. Yeah, like a, picture a square with nine squares in it. Uh, like a, a perfect feng shui house is pretty boring, actually. Flat land, perfectly square. Uh, but yeah, it's a bagua is a square with the nine sections. Where the bagua came from, uh, it, the 217 different ones, are the positions of the planets. When a house or structure is built, and the roof gets put on, an electromagnetic field gets trapped in the building from the particular planetary lineup. The Chinese were so uh, integrated with cosmos that NASA has actually stated we would not be nearly as far as we are with our study of the universe if it weren't for the Chinese. They were amazing observers of the sky, and how how they knew some of these innate knowledge that you know it's just amazing. Um, so that's what the Bagua is. It's literally a system for showing you what kind of energy was in, encompassed into your building according to the year that it was built. So a, a house has a birth year also. Now in this Bagua, uh, the typical Bagua says that you have fame over in this corner and. Uh, money over in this corner. With the 217 method, uh, you may not have a same corner. Uh, your particular Bagua changes. Um, 
the other aspect of feng shui is that everything is is built with a birth, decay, uh, birth, life, decay, death cycle. So in any 20-year cycle, there's only three top elemental, uh, five elements that are in the king cycle, and everything else is in the death and decay cycle. So you're going to have sections of your house that are not so great, and then you're going to have three sections that are really great. So what we are trying to find out is, how do we enhance the really good sections and how do we remedy the sections that are in their death and decay cycle so they don't hurt you or your finances or whatnot? And health is a big issue. A lot of people call me because they uh, want money or love or whatnot, and I say, well, how's your health? You know, because if you don't have your health, Forget it. I mean, life is just horrible when you don't feel <laughs> what good. Are you, how are you going to make love and how are you going to spend money yeah. if you're not able to get out of bed? <laughs> right? Yeah. And, you know, sleeping sleeping is the most important thing in feng shui. Because sleeping, while you're asleep, that's the longest amount of time that the vital force energy, the chi, gets to interact with you. And what I tell my clients is right before you go to sleep, put your intention out. Tell the universe, this is what I want. Help me achieve this. Tell me what I need to do. Unblock those blocks. Line me up. Help me out while I'm sleeping. You know, all of today's events, you can just go away. I can't do anything about it right now. I will wait till the morning. Um, you know, insomnia is a big epidemic in our country, and there's, and there's really no need of it. You know, we can, we can control this through our own mind. But we can ask for help when we go to sleep. And it seems, all- uh, and with feng shui, we want to. I was just going to add that it seems like all of the ancient tradi- traditions have common uh, advice. Things like pray before you go yeah. to bed, right, or pray before you eat. Uh, aligning with energy. I, I mean, I think that uh, it's semantics. I know some people may may take offense by that, but I think it's semantics to some extent that we're when we're talking about energy or intention or prayer, that they're somewhat synonymous. And that, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, and it's, it's good advice. It's a good reminder for me about being intentional before we go to sleep. We think about being intentional before we do things, something more active. But really, you're, it's so true. We spend more time in, in bed or sleeping and uh, how powerful it can be yeah. to be intentional about that. Exactly. And, you know, put the note right next to your bed. I have this lamp, uh, this uh, handmade wood lamp next to my head, and I've always got sticky notes on it to remind me. (laughs) This is what I want to think about. I don't know if it was Einstein or Tesla that said, if you want to understand the universe, think in terms of vibration, magnetic energy, you know, something like that. Um, But that's, that is what it's all about. And, you know, if, The power of manifestation is through that knowledge. The universe isn't out to get us. You know, it's our own guilt that that hurts us. Uh, Getting, you know, trying to get guilt out of your life is is extremely important. You know, just say today is the first day of the rest of my life. Forget how I messed up yesterday. Oh well, you know, stupid human tricks. I'm not perfect, and just move on. Right. Does the way you have your house aligned affect uh, whether or not you can let go of your own guilt? Well, um, not necessarily. I'm just saying that that seems to be one of the biggest emotions that keeps us from doing the things that we really want to do. And, you know, we we worry about what everybody else thinks way too much. Right. Um, 
But, you know, what you were talking about earlier, too, about what, in feng shui, what you want to surround yourself with. Like, I just mentioned this handmade wooden lamp. Well, I'm a wood element person. And when I found that out, it made total sense because I've been a tree climber and a treehouse nut. I watched every Tarzan movie that was ever made. I love trees. Makes sense. Well, most of the things in my house are made out of wood. I do not buy plastic ever, and I'm trying to get plastic completely out of my life. To me, plastic holds no organic energy whatsoever. Almost every article in my house, be it my couch, my bed, my rugs, my rugs are handmade. Wow. Is that a train? <laughs> that is a train. <laughs> That's the train. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah, um, yeah my, my lamps are like handmade wood, and the, the dresser next to my bed was handmade wood. Uh, the rugs are uh, these Turkish rugs. The Turkish nomad tribe made several of the rugs I have with camel hair on the end type of thing. And it makes a big difference, you know. And some people don't think about their surroundings. Uh, everybody's brain works differently. It's huge for me. Some people, they don't notice, you know, they're a techie type person. For them, it's how their computer desktop looks or, you know, what have you. But we are affected by our surroundings. And if you have unfinished projects in your front yard, by your front door, in your house, every time you see an unfinished project or something that you should do, your shoulders, your shoulders go up. I should, I should, I should. You know, I have to get this done. Then the guilt comes in, and then you don't get anywhere. Then you get overwhelmed, and then you just grab a book and sit down and say to heck with everything. So your surroundings are extremely important, and getting as organic as you possibly can is really important. Would you say that's your number one tip for the health of people's homes, is, is going organic with the materials in the home? Well, for me... I think that if people will really pay attention to themselves, when a disease happens in the body, there are signs for that disease way before it comes to fruition. The color of the skin changes, the breath changes, uh, the nails, um, the the moods. Um, the voice. I got in trouble. With, I got. In, yeah, I got in trouble with sugar again recently. I know that I should not eat processed sugar. It is just, when we eat processed sugar, when the body is starting to die, or when the body does die, it goes into an acidic state to tell the system, we are now dying, go ahead and decompose. Go into the acidic state to decompose. So here we are, most of us walking around, very acidic. We have way too much... We don't, you know, our bodies are not as alkaline as they're supposed to be. So we're telling our body, go ahead and decay now. We're, you know, so get rid of the white sugar is definitely the, or the processed sugar. But pay attention to your body. It's, it's I, I think it's like uh, nine times more addictive than cocaine sugar. Right, it's, it's, right, right. It's pretty bad. Yeah, and, and, you know, by paying attention to your body, like recently, I went through uh, menopause a couple years ago and, and not very strong, and I thought, well, I'll barely feel it probably, you know. And the only time I got a hot flash is if I ate processed sugar. And I went, oh, duh, eat sugar, get a hot flash. Well, when I started cheating more and more, those hot flashes turned into mini panic attacks. 
Wow. I've never had panic attacks, ever. I can nibble on a little bit of a cookie, but if I ate the whole cookie, you know, within 15 or sooner than that, sometimes I'll get this little baby panic attack feeling and then I'll get a heat flush through my body. So I, I'm on a campaign to myself right now. Stop eating those cookies, period. The body identifies it as a poison, really. And so it's it's probably starting to yeah. attempt to flush it out faster. So the, the heart races. Right. Uh, because it wants to start pumping it out. And uh, right. it, if, yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah, and I can't say enough for three-day water fasts. There's nothing wrong with once a month. Just drink water. And I put chlorophyll in my water, liquid chlorophyll. You can get it at the Whole Foods, the Vitamin Cottages. It oxygenates the blood. I lived in Colorado, and I was skiing at 13,000 feet. If I didn't have my chlorophyll in my water, I would have had constant head squeeze headaches from the altitude. But drink, just drink water for three days and give your system a break, and you feel like a new person at the end of that third day. I usually cheat on the third night and start eating a bunch of soup because I'm pretty hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I make miso soup, homemade miso soup with miso paste. How, and, and that's another good thing to get toxins out, miso. And this is, I mean, we're getting into um, really feng shui of the body, right? I mean, you, you could say that um, yeah. clearing out the clutter of your home, uh, you can do it maybe simultaneously as you're clearing out the clutter in your body. Uh, with something as exactly. simple as a your water head. fast in your head, yes, is the feng shui of the body acupuncture, <laughs> right? Using energy to clear blockages and get things working correctly. Yeah. Now you you yeah. regularly regularly work with architects and other people when you when you uh, do your coaching. Uh, I'm curious if you could look, walk us through uh, if somebody comes to you and they are seeking advice uh, for their home. Do you have a team of people that you regularly work with, or how does it work? Well, uh, I've just moved to Oregon. I've been here less than a year, so I'm just starting to build up some clientele. But I do still have contacts in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where I lived, where I met John, actually. And um, we've done, some people have called, and I've I've just done readings all through email. I can do readings long distance. People can send me their uh, house plan, their floor plan, and um, I can do the compass reading and the charts, and then we go back and forth. I mean, I've also been flown in. I've I've been flown into Feng Shui a church before, actually. That was really, really fun. But, yeah, when I work with a a building, a contractor or architect, what I'm doing is, is helping the designers understand that the house needs to be uh, put in the particular direction of the primary homeowner. And if there's a couple, uh, we have to figure that out, too, if there's two people that we have to take in a, in accordance. And then also the 20-year cycle that it's getting built under. And then if, there, if and, the structure is already built, you were talking about remedies. What's a, what's a typical remedy for if, if it's uh, not set up? So if a, if a house is, um, yeah, if I'm feng shuiing a, a, a a house. It's interesting because uh, one that I did recently. Sometimes you only need uh, one remedy, but sometimes you need three or four. So a house I've done recently. She's a massage therapist, and her massage room is needs a fire remedy, which would be a red night light. She has all. She has a water fountain. She has a huge photograph of the ocean. 
She has colors of blue, water, 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 water. And in a, it's a negative water room. So she's doing the opposite of what it needs because water puts fire out and it needs the fire remedy. So we put a red night light into the massage room and changed the colors and the tone into a fire. She needed water in the dining room. So the water fountain, the painting of the ocean, all went into the dining room. We switched it up, and she could feel the difference almost immediately. Uh, in the bedroom, the master bedroom, they're, they're an earth element couple, so the bedroom turned into uh, bedding, the colors of, you know, earth tones. I always have clients put a big rock under their bed also, because especially sleeping upstairs. One of the reasons we're uh, an insomniac nation is we're not getting grounded. We sleep better closer to the ground. So one thing you, one thing you can do is put a big uh, rock under your bed. Uh, so we did that. We changed colors. Um, the fire remedy, like I said, I usually use a red night light, colors of red. The earth remedy are rocks or sand. Metal, uh, the best metal remedies are copper or wrought iron because those are the metals that have not been uh, tainted with alloys. And copper is, as we know, a healing metal, and it puts off negative ions. Uh, we put off negative ions, and waterfalls put off negative ions. So those are all healing elements. The water should be a running water fountain on running all the time, and wood really needs to be plants. Uh, some people think that the wood is a table and whatnot, but you want plants, live plants for your wood element. So those are the basic elements. And this is, I mean, originally when homes were built, they were like a platform structure that was more open to the environment and probably right. needed to have uh, some of these elements in place uh, for survival even I, i'm you know in looking right. in looking at some of the graphics of um early feng shui information you can see where they're talking about the way the water uh where you would ideally want your water flowing on the property where you're living uh right. where, if, as far as the wind if you want to be have the home facing the wind versus not facing the wind and all of these things that uh particularly when structures weren't as enclosed how important exactly. it, it was, and and I and I mean sometimes I think it's hard to grasp. Well, how how could a a red light change anything? But we have to take into consideration that everything is energy, and and that our eyes and even our skin is our our receptors for energy. So we're constantly perceiving even the most. Uh, the smallest changes in our environment, and it changes uh, the way our system is balancing. Though, though I do not know feng shui, uh, I know that that those slightest things, like the type of light in a room, have such a profound f effect on the way we feel, even though we would never realize it. And uh, so, for for most homes today, like if if people were just to say, "Hey, if I have to do one thing." What what would you tell people to do? What is the, the simplest thing they can do to get their home more balanced or feng shui? Well, I would number one, I would say uh, get all five elements. Like if you can't get an official reading to find out what's going on, make yourself a little five element altar. So uh, you could have an actual candle that you light uh, to have a real fire. 
And so you could have your, your can light your candle, have uh, so, like a little Japanese rock uh, sand garden that you can kind of push it around type of thing, you know, play in the sand a little bit or have some stones. I uh, have a copper, actually kill two birds with one stone and have a copper water fountain. So you have your metal water combo and a plant. So have your little five element altar and and turn it on. You could do your red night light so you had it on all the time because, again, the electri- fire is also the electricity. It's not just that it's a red bulb burning, but it's the electricity. So have all five of those and move them around in the house each week. Like try one week in this area, try the next week in the next area, and see what happens. See if, see if anything in your life changes. I had a gentleman, we feng shuied his office on Monday. He had a $40,000 client on Wednesday, and he was really hurting. He was almost going to quit his business. I mean, that's how quickly things can happen when you shift the energy. And selling houses, uh, I had a client we feng shuied on Sunday. She had not had any, she had one person look for a year and a half. And she had an inquiry on Monday, the house was sold on Wednesday. That's how fast. And for a year and a half, nothing was happening. So try the little five element um, altar and then just move it around and see what happens. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, Sonia, it's such a pleasure. Wanted to make sure uh, John's like t- signaling to me what. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, in. Sonia, can you hear me okay? Yes. All right. Yes. So, I thought we were titling the show like Feng Shui, the five elements, and global warming. So, it sounds to me like, yeah. like we're not going to get into that one today. So, this will obviously be a second show down the road. Are you okay with that? Oh, that's great. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I could go on and on about well, how I, And we want and, you to. Yeah, the earth changes, yeah. Earth changes. Okay, earth well, changes. Well, why don't we make a note? What, what Cycles. does that mean? Cycles. Cycles. Yeah, oh, yeah, so why don't you give us a summary and... and uh, yeah. Yeah, because of uh, talking about the fire, earth, metal, water, wood, each one of those gets a 20-year cycle. So 20 years of fire... We happen to be in a 20-year Earth cycle. So 2004 to 2024 is a number eight Earth cycle. Earth is the peacemaker. Seems kind of odd, you know, all these uprisings and wars. Well, there's always been that, as we know. We're just more in touch now. You know, we know what's going on everywhere all the time. So that makes a difference. But how do you know peace? without war, unfortunately. It's the laws of opposites. So that's one thing. You know, we're in a 20-year Earth peacemaker. Okay, why all the uproar? Well, because we've got to kind of get through this to have a new a new outlook and say, you know, we're tired of this. Why can't we all just get along? So if a feng shui, as a practitioner, if I look at what's going on on the, on the planet with the Earth changes, in 2024, we're going into a fire cycle. Things are supposed to be heating up. Mm-hmm. I would predict more volcanic activity between now and 2024 because 2014 was about the midway part. So here we go with the volcanoes. Now, wood, wood creates fire. Wood is also wind. So it should be getting windier. So, of course, we're going to have more of the hurricane and the tornado. Earth blocks water. Water is money. So there's our recession. It's not a majorly prosperous time right now because Earth is blocking the water. Water is prosperity. So that's how that system, that's in a nutshell how that system kind of works. And and if you were able to look back uh, several 
hundred years, hundreds of years, you'll see these repetitive cycles. You know, I truly believe that we're, we're doing repetitive cycles. The snow has melted before, the glaciers have melted before type of thing. John is reminding me to let people know that if anybody wanted to call in and ask questions, we have a call in line now. Uh, We always have had uh, an email. Uh, If people want to write in, they can write in at feedback at thorpeinstitute.com. However, they could call at 760-561-5811. So if anybody wanted to call in. Uh, you can call at 760-561-5811 and uh, ask your questions of Sonia. Well, I think I think you're absolutely right. Everything goes in cycles, and uh, it's fascinating to see how it lines up with what's happening globally and what right. we can expect for the future. And one thing that, yeah, and one thing that we can do, each one of these elements has an emotion. Fire is joy. Earth is sympathy. Earth people can tend to, they have to learn how to say no once in a while. They give themselves away too much type of thing. Uh, metal is grief. Water is fear. And wood is anger. So there's a lot of anger going on right now. We're tired of the wars. We're tired of uh, corrupted governments and uh, corrupted, you know, all kinds, you know, businesses Big and business. whatnot. And people... Yeah, people are pretty angry, and a lot of people are in a lot of fear. So when you look at it as the water fear, the wood anger, the fire, you know, it's wow. So we can, because thought creates movement, as we know, and they can practically scientifically prove that now, monitor our thoughts, you know, do whatever we can to not be so angry about the way things are going. And... It starts with each one of us individually. Well, what can I do? There's nothing I can do. Well, yes, you can. You can just change your energy. Do whatever you can to change your own energy. And it's funny, too, because September 1st is the first day of our mini Earth cycle in a year. No, wait a minute. Wood is March, April, May, springtime, wind. Fire is June, July, August you know, the hot summer. So we've just gone into our earth cycle of September, October, uh, which is sympathy, the peacemaker, the harvest time. It's about eating. I know for me, yesterday we had a cold snap. My whole mood changed yesterday. I was completely changed just by the, the, the chill in the air. I want to go hiking. And I remember that the fall is my favorite time of year. And I can't wait to see the aspen trees and You know, I had this whole different feeling. I I noticed that my emotions changed so much because I love the fall so much. Some people don't. If you don't like a season, pay attention to what organ that that season is affiliated with and take a look at that organ. Like right now we're talking about belly and and digestion and, well, yeah, reproduction. Uh, We're going to go into metal in November Metal is grief, November, December. That's the time to get to let go of grief, actually, and let go of all of the things that did not work this year. Let it go. Let it go. Then starting with January, February, you've got your water and your and um, your fine, you know, your prosperity starts. So it's fun, too, when you pay attention to the different times of year with the elemental changes. 
how do you handle it when people are skeptical? I mean, you've used words like alter and energy and um, correlating people's, you know, reproductivity or financial success with, you know, having a candle in the room or having all the elements in their house. When people are skeptical about these sorts of things or feel a little bit leery of some of the words that you use, what what do you do to to bridge that gap or help people to understand the the credibility? And actually, is there there, there research that uh, substantiates feng shui? Well, I tell people just to study quantum mechanics and quantum... That's what I did. You know, I thought... I thought, I can't, I'm not just going to do this and not know why it works. I can't do that. I can't just say, if you move that couch over there, your life's going to change. It's like, what? So I started researching, you know, how do these elements change energy? And you can look at it as a scientist. Uh, it's, it's also hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, uh, carbon. You know, those are, element, those are elements. And we scientifically, they do change everything. They're, they're a part of our entire molecular structure. So for me, that's how I got around it. That's how I, you know, was like, how, how can this work? I don't get it. By, by actually studying. Uh, the Field is a great book, I think. Uh, Lynn Taggart, The Field, that would be a suggested book. The, the Field. Um, that's, my, she another favorite into- that I'm reading... Say again. Uh, is, does she get into uh, quantum mechanics, or is the field? Is it more about uh, energy, bioenergetics, or? Well, in other words, how how does the energy work? It works on the you know electromagnetic field, and 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 uh, magnetics. Um, that's another thing that's quite easy to to read up on and and figure out. You know, we have it within ourselves, our own bodies are just a huge uh, electromagnetic wire, pretty much. I mean, why does, why does the radio get funny when we walk by? Right. We're affecting it. Right. I know I had a real, uh, I had a huge uh, cha- shift. I lived in the Caribbean, and I was on my spiritual path, and, and I went home to my family, and I saw this whole, I had a huge paradigm shift. And I came back, my CD player, my TV, my stereo, and one, and one other thing, all broke at the same time. My energy, I had shifted my energy so much that it affected my electronics in my apartment. Wow. That, <laughs> now that's wild. Like, oh that's God. wild. Okay, that folks, crazy. next time your electronics break, you know it's your own fault. Yeah. <laughs> you must have made oh, a positive had- shift. It happens, though, right? Well, I've had a woman, a client say, I, you got to come. My husband keeps blowing the TV up. They've been through three TVs because of her husband. Oh, my gosh. He wasn't grounded. He was not grounded. I mean, his homework assignment was go sit in the yard, uh, dig a hole in the dirt, and put your feet in there every day and ground yourself. Feel your electricity getting pulled down and, gra- you know. Right. Um, what was the other thing I was going to mention? All of a sudden, I can hear you better, Lisa. <laughs> You're like clear as day all of a sudden. Yeah, what else were you talking about the oh and and the other thing i say to my clients when they say well i don't know i don't know i say i'm not telling you to do anything i'm just making a suggestion it's right. all an experiment just right. try it just try it no right. big deal it's not going to hurt anything just right. try it well that's you know, the and, beauty of it and, it's, it's not like we're yeah. there's nothing invasive about moving stuff around in your yeah. house no, no. <laughs> or good. putting an element in Adding putting a water fountain right you know? Right. It's interesting is I had a reading one time with a with a gal, a woman 
called me, and uh, we functioned the house, and her husband was trying to get a business going, and her daughter had moved home and w- wouldn't work and wouldn't clean up her room, and they were really struggling with the daughter. The father and daughter did not know that she hired me to do feng shui. And she called me a week later and said, oh, my God, my daughter cleaned up a room and got two jobs and my husband's business is taking off. Wow. That's awesome. And they didn't even know. So that was really cool, too, you know. That's why they call you the good chi lady. <laughs> the good chi comes in. That's awesome. Sonia, it's, it's such a pleasure uh, talking with you. I, I feel like I've really gotten a better handle on, on how, um, how, these things, how these things work. So uh, what's what's next for you? What's coming up? Well, I'm developing my business here in the Bend area, and I'm getting really good feedback. Um, there's a new little kind of center here, uh, Looking Glass Imports, and they're going to have uh, treatment rooms and a lecture room and an uh, organic cafe, and I'm, I'm feng shuiing the building for them, and I hope to be doing readings in there. And then putting a, a packet together to take to the contractors and, you know, builders in the area. Because a lot of people are asking for this now. We have a lot of California folks uh, moving up here, and they want feng shui houses. And, you know, we're going into healthy home. Uh, everybody wants a healthy home. Right. And there's so many things we can do, like um, it's a whole other genre, but post-electromagnetic field therapy. Right. Every house should have something like that it, embedded in the walls, you know, and this is where I think we're going. I Magnetic totally agree. I've, another... <laughs> I've gone through um, yeah. stages where, where uh, I've been sensitive to the electromagnetic, uh, particularly yeah. the, the wireless hubs for the Internet. It seems they've gotten oh, a bet. little less uh, powerful, uh, but when they first came out, I was really sensitive oh. to them and... So I, I right. let people know to kind of be aware that, that we are we're being bombarded all the time, and and so it's important to be mindful of how much time we spend around electronics and how much we have. Right, in our home. and yeah, and keep that rock. Yeah. Have a rock next to your computer. Have a rock under your bed. If you have a home that's near power lines, put big boulders between you and those power lines as, as quick as you as quickly as you can. You know those stones will help deter the electricity because you know because like fluorescent lights they vibrate on a particular frequency and it's so opposing to the human's electromagnetic frequency that they put us to sleep right probably not helping people that are trying to get work done right yeah right or schools or you know when i go into feng shui offices and whatnot i say get rid of all the overhead lighting we're going to put floor lamps everywhere Floor lamps, or even now they make bulbs that are full spectrum, which are a lot better than uh, the right. The yeah. Wonderful. Well, Sonia, mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming on so much. It's a it's a well, real thank pleasure. You. Uh, I'm gonna wrap up. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Well, just be good to yourself, everybody. You know, we're. It's, it, I like what Marianne Williamson said. You know, if you don't like to be with yourself, why would anybody else? <laughs> you know, good. listen to your own intuition. Hang out with yourself more if you're not. Um, you know, just know that you are your best friend and that you know what's best for you. And do what do what you want to do. The heck with everybody else, you know. We worry too much about what people think. 
It's true. I it's certainly true. do. Amen. I want to get over it. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Sonia. This is Lisa Thorpe with Alternative Health Tools with Sonia Renard. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.